Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hello, motherfucker. And welcome to another edition of the seventh inning. Stretch. Oh my gosh, that's you're a little you're a little late on that one. You'd think after Sorry, five man. months we would have been uh we would have been on it by now, but no. Well, uh, two weeks, man. Timing's out. I know that is true. That is true. We've been out for a little bit. Uh, anyways, welcome everyone to the seventh inning stretch. I am your host Logan Stone, and with me, as always, is like a bad hemorrhoid, Josh Edwards. How are you doing, Josh? Eh, good, buddy, buddy. How you doing? Good. And also, we have two extra special guests. We have uh, Nathan and Stoner from Ref the District. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny because I found you guys because uh, Stoner, I believe it was you, who made the the video about Juan Soto. And you just you perfectly encapsulated everything. And we'll talk about Soto in a little bit because, you know, Soto's the big hot story coming out of DC right now. But um, how did you guys become nationals fans basically? And like, what is it like being a national fan? <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was actually great. Uh, just a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah. the, now, now not so much, you know, the, obviously we'll talk Soto later, but uh, the team hasn't been good. And so that's pretty rough. My fandom actually started. I didn't have a team of air force brat lived all around the world. Uh, kind of loosely followed some uh, some baseball players, but never really stuck to a team. And then I happened to be in the area for some uh, for some training and uh, scored some free tickets down to see the Nationals play. And they beat the they beat the Mets two to one. And I was just like, all right, I got my team. The Nationals are it. That was back in 2011, and I've been with them since. And uh, uh, thankfully, got to see some really good years. And of course, the the World Series. That was a perfect time to join the Nationals uh, yeah. fan base mm-hmm. right there. Uh, Stoner, what about you? Yeah, it's almost the same thing. Nathan and I actually met. Uh, we were we worked together, stationed together in Germany in the Air Force. And uh, so we met there and, and bonded over our love of, at that time, the Washington Redskins. And then, uh, and then I came to the D.C. area right after that, about the same time when Nathan was uh, did some training here. So in around 2011 when I became a Nationals fan as well because I came to this area and I never really had a baseball team because I was uh, from Florida. We didn't have a baseball team in Jacksonville. So that's how I latched on to the Nationals, um, just being in this area. And uh, like you said, it was a perfect time to glom onto them. They just drafted Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg. They signed Jason Wirth. And all of a sudden, they were a contender every year, and and uh, have been a, a fan ever since. Yeah, and then you guys had Ryan Zimmerman, who was, I mean, I mean, like that's not a bad player to have as your best player for six years, was it? Because they started in two thousand seven, was it, or maybe six? Well, the team uh, came here in two thousand and five. Yeah, uh, when when they came from Montreal, and he was their very first draft pick ever yeah uh and so he was with them all the way up until this past season he played last year and then retired so it's pretty awesome that he was their first pick he's the face he was the face of the franchise forever uh he's gonna have a statue one day out front uh of nats park yeah uh, because he's exactly what you want in a ball player he loved this area he actually took some hometown discounts on his uh contracts 
And he yeah. was just a great player for 15 plus years. Can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah. I mean, that's a heck of a player to have as your uh, number one draft pick and then have him, you know, stay with the organization forever. Um, yeah, and, and be good and also get that uh, start off his World Series with the home run was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kick that off was also, you know, sweet to have. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think the biggest thing about the Nationals is like they have, is it the, I mean, is it really the farm system or, I mean, because they got Steven Strasburg, who like in high school was considered to be mm-hmm. the next Cy Young. Um, and then Bryce Harper, who was drafted right out of high school. And then, I mean, Anthony Rendon, they built him up. Obviously, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Jordan, Zim- Jordan Zimmerman was uh, drafted mm-hmm. right. Okay, Draft yeah. pick, yep. Um, and then, you know, a couple other really great guys. Uh, like, is that just, I mean, do you know, like, the inner workings of that? Or, like, um, like is, is it just, like, they have really good luck or – because it seems like, I mean, every year they have a superstar on the team. Yeah, so I think it, it, it's as much as I'd love to say the scouting department's doing its job, I think there's a, a, a good amount of luck to being in the, the right spot to be able to grab these players. Uh, and I definitely wouldn't necessarily put it on the farm system being uh, you know the way to develop players because you see that with the current roster that they have. You know, they have some of these young players who did come, uh, you know, pretty highly touted, but just aren't getting anywhere with the team. And uh, as much as we've enjoyed the the clown nose over the last couple of days, you know, Robles would be one of those that you're just like, he just isn't he's just not getting it. No. And he's not not the not as high, you know, the caliber of player that you when you expected when you drafted him. Yeah. And all those years that they that they sucked in the mid two thousands when they uh, first became a team here in Washington, that paid off to have the number one overall pick in back to back years, and to have at that time generational talent mm. at the number one spot. Like nowadays, when the draft came up this last week, mm-hmm. you had no idea who's the number who's going to be the number one pick. Yeah, but back when they were doing when they were drafting number one overall. It was a no-doubter. It was a no-brainer. Bryce Harper was playing professional baseball at 17 years old. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, Strasburg was well-known. He was the best pitcher in college baseball in his year. And they had him yes. back-to-back years, number one overall. And that kind of kick-started the franchise. And so they've had these years of drafting well because they were so bad. But like Nathan said – They've had a lot of misses as well, and that's kind of that's baseball, right? Yeah. You never know yeah. when you draft these guys. You're going to have a lot of, you're going to have some hits, and you're going to have a lot of misses. Victor Robles was considered the number one prospect for the Nationals, not Juan Soto, when when he came up, and then Juan Soto just passed him, and now Victor Robles is going to be one of those afterthoughts in, in a little while. But they've had a good farm system for a while. Now it's depleted because they traded for veterans to make that World Series run. So now it looks like it's another re a reboot. They're gonna have to start all over, build up that farm system again, and and try and get back on top. But it's not looking good right now. It's rough. But I'd trade it all. Yeah. I mean, I I would I'd do it every time if you're gonna get that ring. Yeah, I mean, so what was that like? I mean, winning because I mean, 
you know, obviously Josh and I are Cardinal fans, and I think we would both say 2011 is our favorite World Series. But 2019, I think, was a, like a very great uh, World Series. I mean, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it, what was it, yeah. what was that like? It was uh, it was wild. So I was uh, stationed overseas in in Italy and having to wake up uh, or stay awake, you know, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning okay. uh, when those games are starting to be able to watch them. And you know, you're talking about a World Series that goes to seven that no team won a home game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the come yeah, from right. behind uh, wins from the Nationals just. Uh, you know, obviously uh, being on our side, the national side, it was just very exciting. And, you know, it's very made it for, you know, made it very easy to stay up, you know, that early in the morning uh, when you're watching your team come back, you know, in the seventh on and you just, you know, uh, the uh, that home run uh, by Kendrick there was just electric. And you just knew at that point it was going to happen. It was, it was almost like it was just, you're just waiting out the clock for, for your team to win at that point. And uh, yeah. very exciting. And, and stressful. Yeah. You, right. you got to use the word stress. It was so <laughs> stressful. I mean, they were down uh, to the brewers three, three to one in the eighth inning of that wild card. you know, the one game, wild card they were down three to one in the eighth inning with two outs and josh Hader, the best left-handed reliever in baseball on the mound and they somehow got it done against him and then you know they were down to the uh to the dodgers in oh, the yeah. eighth inning three one kershaw who yeah. came in and they came back and hit back-to-back home runs rendon and soto and then got that kendrick grand slam and extra innings to win that was game five so that was the the deciding game and then the world series like like nathan said it was all uh road wins i mean we went up two nothing in that series and we were talking about sweeping and then they come back and win the next three and thought we were going to get swept out Mm. i mean it was the the roller the roller coaster of emotions was unbelievable and and don't forget that was also in the um the the National League Championship Series was against who? The St. Uh, Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Thank you. We, we gave them a nice sweepy sweep uh, that year. There's only not there's only a series of that not being stressful for the National. Yeah, yeah. I was actually at uh, Game Four of that um, of that series against the Cardinals, and I just remember screaming. Of course, I recorded it right, screaming <laughs> into the phone. We're going to the World Series. We're going to the World Series. Magical time. Anytime your team wins, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter with who. It's a magical time and it's and it brings people together. And it's why we love sports. We love yeah. sports for those moments. Yeah, that I mean, I was rooting for the Nationals in 2019. And uh, but man, when the Cardinals so the Cardinals, I believe, swept the Nationals in the uh regular season, like a couple weeks before the playoffs. Mm. And I remember thinking, okay, well, if we ever play the Nationals again, I think we're in good hands right now. <laughs> yeah. And then we just got blown out. And wow. it, I mean, oh my gosh, that hurts so bad. But I mean, I, I mean, uh, it's it's a little known fact that my two favorite players are Trey Turner and Juan Soto. Mm. Uh, wow. Right now, uh, it's a little bit of a no. That's player. an understatement, uh, by the way, gentlemen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> listen, we've had to cancel the show a little bit because I saw, you know, Trey Turner make a sliding catch. But anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, that World Series, it was funny because I was in 
uh, I was on a cruise and we were leaving from Galveston and all the people in the cruise were uh, uh, Astros fans. Mm. And uh, that was, that was kind of fun to watch uh, them get their whole dreams shattered by, uh, cause the Astros were supposed to be the best team ever and yeah. all that stuff. And yeah, pretty, pretty easy to be great when you're cheating. Right. Oh, yeah, right. there you go. Took a shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not I think that makes fan. that honestly makes the victory all the sweeter as 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 you beat the team that you know got caught cheating. Uh, you know that all the teams probably do something very similar, maybe not to the extent that the Astros were, but uh, but uh, to catch them because they were the they were the heels, right? They're the they were the evil, you know, Houston Astros. So you know, being the good guys just felt good. Yeah, and, and and the shocking thing was was that they were using their system at home, and they never won a game at home that's the entire right. time. And so that's just funny to uh, me. And uh, Josh, do you have anything to say about it so far? Well, no. first, I want to oh. thank you both for your service. Oh yeah, uh, thanks. The I was country appreciate that. Yeah, uh, buddy. I come from a big military supportive family, so. I didn't know. Logan didn't tell me you guys were vets. So, again, thank you so much for the time that you guys sacrificed from your families to go out and defend the great country we have so we can talk about stuff like this um, and do right. it so freely. Um, no, I mean, that that run in 19 was insane. Um, like you guys were saying, so stressful. I mean, once obviously, once you guys beat us, I wasn't rooting for the AL. So I was on the Nationals train for the World Series. <clears throat> It'll be probably the only time I ever really root for them unless they're – playing the Yankees or the Strohs or somebody like that. But, um, no, it, it was a great series. It was a lot of fun to watch. I have other questions pertaining to other things about how you guys feel about the team deteriorating so quickly after mm-hmm. winning the World Series. How did that play out? Um, can you guys give us any insights that maybe we haven't heard, being, a so, being that we're so far away, um, that didn't make major papers? Anything you guys know about why the team disbanded so quickly and everybody took off? Well, that that 2020 season, which was I don't know how you remember how many games it was, was 60. It 60 games, something 60 like that games, yeah. that they ended up playing 60 games. I mean, that really just killed all of the momentum that this franchise had because you know nothing started on time. They all reported to camp, and it was supposed to be this year of celebration and and raise the pennant or raise the world series flag and get your rings. And none of that happened. And then they started off poorly and you, and you just had to start getting rid of these aging veterans because this team was not like some young team that had built up to this. Okay. They had, they had gotten to a certain point where half their team was a bunch of old guys, the Ryan Zimmerman's and the Matt Adams and the, um, um, trying to think of the second baseman's name, Brian Brian Dozier. Oh yeah, Brian. right. Um, Estrubal Cabrera, Adam Eaton, right. And you had a couple of young guys like Soto and Robles were were in there, and and Trey Turner and things like that. But once that happened, that that pandemic year, it just killed all the momentum, and they just had to start getting rid of guys. And that's that's took that went into the next year as well. It was the same thing. Got a bad start. So they started having to get rid of guys. And then here we are now. You got Strasburg getting hurt again uh, after the World Series. They signed him to that huge deal. He's had eight starts in three years since 
the World Series. Eight. He had five. Force clarity. <laughs> yeah, five one year, two last year, and one this year. And he's not pitching the rest of this year as well. So it's just been it's been all of these things, right? Just kind of on top of each other. But I still maintain that that momentum, the momentum killing pandemic, is really what what killed the the whole momentum of this franchise. You got to think also that 2019 year, they also started off slow, you know, mm-hmm. but at Memorial uh, day, they were, they had a, how far were they under uh, 500, like 10 they're, plus they, games? They were 19 it was and 31, 19 and 31 at mm-hmm. Memorial day. So that was, and then they, it, it was really lightning in a bottle. I don't think you're ever going to see yeah. uh, another team go on a run like they did, you know, to include in the, in the postseason. And I just don't think that you can duplicate that. Re, you know, you you start off slow, and you know to be able to push that level, especially when you're talking about some aging veterans, it's just not consistent. And that's just where, again, when going back to that farm system, they didn't really build that up. They 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 played their cards to get the World Series. It worked out for a lot of teams. It doesn't for the Nationals. It worked out. But then they have to pay the piper now, and they're not able to refresh. And you know they they signed the which I think was at the time the right thing to do, and in, in signing Strasburg to that 100%. big deal. Yeah. But that means that they're not keeping people like Trey Turner. That means yeah. well, I mean, you know, not everyone wants to stay here, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that with with Bryce Harper. We saw that with Rendon, and Rendon was one where the, just like Trey Turner. They weren't going to keep him, they, and so he ended up leaving. And um, for whatever reason, they, the Nationals just can't seem to keep the talent that they do bring in. They're yeah. just not willing to pay him. You say yeah. they can't keep him. They're just not willing to pay him. They they gave Bryce Harper a pretty fair offer, but half of his, his contract was going to be deferred for 20 years. And yeah. guys don't want those deferred contracts anymore. And so the, the contract that he got from Philadelphia was barely more than what Washington offered of offered him. But none it's of also, it was more years too. So I mean that was something yeah. that he was also looking for. He Absolutely. was he was looking to have the years tacked on. He didn't get it. Philadelphia offered, didn't defer the money. That's mm-hmm. the Nationals owners are have been uh, been very cheap and defer all the money. Yeah. Uh, even uh, Scherzer, uh, Scherzer's uh, um, contract, all that money's been deferred for 15 years. I think was yeah. when he started the contract. So, yeah, that. Well, I yeah, that, that. Oh yeah, Scherzer just like I think he got paid 15 or 20 million this year or something, something ridiculous, right? Yeah, he still gets. Not only is his money deferred, but they're still paying part of his contract as part of that trade with the Dodgers, they agreed to pay a certain amount of that contract. I don't remember the exact number, but every year they're still paying him now, not as part of the deferral yet. He hasn't even got to the deferral phase. He's just paying part of the trade, part of his original contract Mm -hmm. with the Dodgers. And he's not even on the Dodgers anymore. Right. So he's, so he's still paying that con. The Nats are still paying that contract. They didn't even got to the deferred years yet. Oh, okay. so is this going to be yeah. like a Bobby Bonilla situation? It's exactly it. It's it won't exactly be it. as long okay. as Bonilla, but but <laughs> and it'll be a lot more money too. I mean, it's like fifteen million dollars a year for for I think it's eight years after the contract is over 
which yeah. at that time it was over in like two years from now, whatever it is. Yeah. They're going to, they're paying it. It's going to take them a while to pay that off. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're also paying Strasburg deferred money and Corbin deferred money. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. The deferred money is a uh, kind of bites you in the butt with, I mean, trying to build a contender for a while at least. Cause I mean, you're not paying them, you know, just $1 million a year, like Bobby Bonilla, you're paying, right. you're paying them 10 at least. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of, you know, ownership, what is the, what is going on with the ownership over there? Cause we've been hearing, you know, you know, and Soto news, like Soto doesn't want to play for a new owner unless it's like th- a certain amount or um, the nationals are trying to get rid of uh, Juan Soto or take care of the deal with Juan Soto because, uh, of the new ownership doesn't want to be, you know, the one to get rid of him or uh, mm-hmm. take care of him. Uh, what is the, like, what is the real story? I mean, cause you guys are closer to the situation than us. So it, it, this is a conversation we even have on uh, our show, ref the district. It's like, what, what is better for new ownership? Cause the, 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 the learners are trying to sell, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're getting out. And so you know, if they pony up the cash, which it, you know Juan says that he he would sign, or at least the rumors are he would sign anything that starts with a five, right? So I mean, not maybe not five dollars, but five hundred million dollars. <laughs> the guy's going to sign a contract. But if you're trying to sell the team, you know that's going you're going to include that in the price of the of the sale, right? Because you're not going to want to pony up right. that cash for somebody else to enjoy the benefits, but. If you're trying to sell the team, what is more attractive? Is the team more attractive with Juan Soto, one of the you know generational talents that's playing right now, or is it going to be more attractive when you don't tag on a five hundred million dollar contract? And so, it, it, whether or not you know they're going to make the deal, it looks like you know obviously right now you hear all, a lot about the trade talks yeah. uh, and how the Nationals have mistreated Juan Soto since the All Star break and him turning down the four hundred forty million. But uh, realistically, I think what you know to me it makes more sense to you're going to get more buyers if you take on Juan Soto and keep him on the team. Yeah. And the, and the rumor is that the guy, this is all rumor, but this is stuff that you read from beat reporters or guys who are close to the situation. And the rumor is that one of the finalists, you know, for ownership of the team has made it very clear that he wants Juan Soto signed to a long-term deal if he's going to be the one who purchases the team. Just yeah. like Nathan said, because that makes your franchise valuable right from the get-go. You've got a generational talent like Juan Soto, and he is. We throw that term around a lot, right, generational Mm -hmm. talent. Juan Soto is a generational talent. There are maybe three or four guys in the game today that can touch Juan Soto and his ability. You you know, the Mike Trouts, Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge and maybe Otani, and that's in Otani's a whole another breed, but yeah, uh, right. So, so that's but that's the big unknown that we don't understand why this is coming to a head two and a half years prior to Juan Soto being a free agent. Why, yeah. why, why is it you either sign him or we're going to trade him? Why you've got two and a half years of control of this guy, there's no reason for this to become an issue at this point 
And yet it has. And it has to all come back to the ownership situation. Yes. The the owner's changing hand is accelerating it. And also you got to look at it, you know, when you're talking about a talent like Juan Soto, if you can trade him to with two and a half years left uh, on his contract, teams are going to be willing to give up quite a bit of talent in return. Mm-hmm. The Nationals are probably better off uh, as a team with the haul that they'll get back from Juan Soto because they have a lot of holes right now and they can fill that by training tr- trading Juan Soto. The Nationals as a company, as talking a business, they're better off with Juan Soto. You know, they, Juan Soto was the rep for the Nationals in the All-Star game. Josh Bell is actually arguably having a better season for the Nationals, but Josh Bell ain't selling tickets. No. Okay, Juan Soto sells tickets. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the owners, the new ownership, you know, as, as rumor has it, wants Juan Soto on the team. The team might be better off, you know, re, you know, restocking and uh, and getting players across the board. Yeah. But you know, Juan Soto is going to sell tickets, and people are going to come to games because of Juan Soto. Well, yeah, because I mean, we're hearing the asking price because I mean, it's Cardinals. Cardinals are Cardinal fans, especially me, are just you know, are you know having such a panic attack right now that the. Juan Soto sweepstakes may actually be coming to St. Louis. And, uh, but I mean, we've been hearing like, you know, Dylan Carlson, who's been our number one prospect. I mean, not number one prospect, but um, number one guy because he's got so much potential. And then, you know, we have Nolan Gorman and the asking price is just astronomical. And then people are like, I mean, and I think honestly, like that would put the Nationals in such a really good position. But, you know, how many, how, I mean, Obviously, with the Nationals, it seems to come pretty easily. But, you know, how often do you get a generational talent like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I guess we can go ahead and get into it. But uh, actually, before we do, I, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, Ref the District before we get into the big, uh, big topic? Sure. So we're a DC sportscast. We talk all of uh, your favorite DC sports teams. As you can see, both of us have uh, a lot of burgundy and gold back there. We we do talk uh, quite a bit about the the football team, but we do talk all DC sports. Uh, you know, behind Stoner, he's got the uh, the other champions behind him, the Capitals. Uh, we talk, of course, the Nationals as well. We stream live every Wednesday, uh, Eastern, seven thirty. Uh, where we uh, encourage people to join us in the chat and interact with us as we we talk about DC sports and a whole bunch of things. Stoner's been loving his grab bag. Why don't you tell him about that, Stoner? Yeah, we do a little grab bag at the end of the show where it may not necessarily be all about sports, but I like to pull out some uh, things that happen in the few days leading up to the show. And uh, Nathan and our other host, uh, Trev, they give their opinions on these things. And like I said, it's not always about sports. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, we had a nice discussion about the cost of potato chips, you know, crazy stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then we also have a show called after the whistle, which is where we talk to people, uh, who are involved in the world of sports, but we don't necessarily talk to them about sports. We've got some great guests coming up, but uh, we've talked to people like Brittany Wagner from last chance. You, uh, we've talked to, um, Julie Donaldson, who is the, uh, senior vice president of communications for the commanders. Um, uh, trying Ari to think of Ari Mayrove from Pro Football Focus. Uh, you know, guys, uh, folks like that that we talk to. And then 
on uh, every day after the commanders play, we have a uh, a show called Day After Reckoning, which is where we talk, where we go over the game that just took place and we break it down and talk about it and all the good stuff and bad stuff. So we're looking forward to starting that back up again here uh, very soon. Very soon. So yeah, that, before yeah. you guys continue to move on, um, how long have you guys been doing this together again? Uh, we've been doing this since February of 2021. January 31st of oh, 2021. Oh, January 31st. Sorry. It I was so- it was actually a trivia question that we had. Where, yeah, uh, we had someone earn some uh, some merchandise from us. But uh, yeah, January 31st of, of last year. So we just celebrated a year earlier. Uh, Trev came on with us starting in August of last year. And, you know, but Stoner and I have known each other since uh, since I moved out to Germany in uh, 2011. 2000, 2000, yeah, it, no, it was earlier than that. It was like 2009, 2011, because I did training and then I headed out there. Oh, OK. You got it. Uh, I can't remember the years. <laughs> I'm he's old. The, I can't he's remember. He's the old man. He's the old man yeah, of the group. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you guys have some good stuff. I, I I was able to look at you guys or your stuff a little bit, and uh, yeah, we we love your stuff. So yeah, I appreciate go, that. Yeah, go check out their stuff over at Ref the District on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, I believe. Right? Yep, Facebook, Facebook and everything. IG. Yep, Instagram. And also, by the way, we do stream the games live. The three of us get together. We watch the game together for a couple hours, um, uh, which Provide is a lot play of play by play and commentary. Yeah, it's play like watching play. the game with your bros at the bar. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, you can just turn, you know, Washington's not been very good. So they always give us the, the D listers on commentary. You can, t- you can tune them out. And just tune us in. We'll give you play by play and uh, and the same same level of commentary, and you get to interact with us. And it's uh, it is a lot of fun. Those are some of our better shows. Uh, like I said, it's just like watching watching with your friends. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like uh, yeah, and the commanders are supposed to be good this year, right? Like like I said, I don't really if, follow if, football. Yeah. So. If if you're uh, if you're Vegas, the answer is no. Uh, yeah. The the they're <laughs> predicting that. The commanders are bad. There's the one. There's the one uh, image that keeps going around within the commander circle from a, uh, a NFL analyst that thinks that they're, they're going to go three and fourteen. Oh, gosh. Uh, so yeah, they'll start the year zero and eight. Uh, so yeah, so Washington fans are cautiously optimistic. This is mm-hmm. the time to be optimistic, right? We're seventeen and zero until we find out otherwise. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's how it's going to work, and then they'll yeah. be sixteen and one, but. That's uh, right now they're they're just happy. Terry McLaurin signed, and you know Carson Wentz hasn't lost a game yet for us. He might have lost some for for Josh's uh, Indianapolis Colts, but he hasn't lost for the Commanders yet. So there's some some optimism there to be had, and and hopefully we can get to the the season soon because we're just dying for it to start. Football season's a fun season, yeah, especially when well, you're. Yeah, sorry, especially when the national sucks so bad. So there's like yeah. nothing really going on nah. for for DC DC uh, sports people right now. DC United's awful. Uh, the the women's team, the Spirit, it has like half of the women's national team on on the roster for the the women's uh, uh, soccer team, and they they're sucking it up. So it's just like you know the 
you know, nothing, nothing good is happening. Although I guess they're getting the, uh, an XFL team coming as well. That's right. We're going to dominate so the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the battle Hawks have something there. to say about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, battle Hawks, baby. <laughs> yeah. right. Gosh. Let's get fired up for XFL. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you the Capitals though. I mean, you got good hockey. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But that's get, not till October, yeah. November, December. Yeah. Yeah, and then getting bounced in the early on the playoffs wasn't uh, wasn't good. And that's Three another uh, the, that that team actually is very similar, I think, to the Nationals in a lot of ways. Where it was just, it's just an aging team, mm. and the replacements aren't living up to. I mean, you're never gonna never gonna get another Ovi, right? That's just not gonna happen. Backstrom yeah. is another Hall of Fame talent, and those are hard to replace. So, yeah. you guys got John Carlson too, another alum of my high school. Just oh really? Two cathedral no kids out of Indiana. Playing Josh, what Indiana. happened to you? What? what where? Why are you playing yeah. professional somewhere? Um, because oh, I was never that good. I was just lucky to be got a part of the football Rico team. Story. <laughs> um, no, I was just lucky enough to be a part of the team and get to experience that high school. And uh, I'd rather commentate and talk about it than play it at this point. I'm too old. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into the Soto thing because, I mean, so they offered them him first a, what was it, 13-year, $375 million, I believe it was? Man, if so you go way back. Yeah, 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 the details didn't really come out on that one, but it was it was sub-400, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this the, the rumor anyway is that it was sub-400. Again, a lot of deferred money on the first one. It was it – was, what we were hearing was it was an insult. Like yeah. it was that low, that few benefits tied to it that it was just like, is this really what you're going to start off with on the negotiations? So yeah, yeah it was, it was pretty low. Mm-hmm. The one that actually got, you know, heavily talked about and televised was the 440 million uh, that did not have any deferred money, which was something that, I think surprised even us nationals mm-hmm. uh, fans because you just expect it from this ownership to have that deferred money. Now, if you look at it, most contracts are backloaded. This mm-hmm. one was heavily backloaded. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, it comes down to if you're the, uh, you're trying to sell the team, you don't want to have to pay for all that. You want somebody yeah. else to pay for that. Yeah. So, I mean, like the rumors of the, you know, first contract, like, it seemed like, you know, when you're judging the first contract from the second contract offer by the Nationals, it seemed like they're kind of just playing this, you know, they're wanting to, they don't really want Juan Soto, but they don't want to be the bad guys in the situation. Mm. Um, that's what it was coming off for me because it seemed like it was the AAV for the 15 year was $29.3 million. Right. And the other one was 32.2 or something, whatever the rumors were at the moment. Um, but I mean, do they, do you think that they want one Soto or do you think they want one Soto, but they're not, they think they can get away with like, what do you think the deal is? It's very unfair that the numbers are leaked out to the media. Yeah. Because all contract negotiations are like that. Nobody ever starts with their highest number. You're always yeah. going to start when you're the team. You're always going to start at your lowest number and hope that the player or his agent uh, comes back with a, you know, a counter proposal. And then you, it works from there. It's not fair that that got out, but it did. Yeah. 
and it kind of made the Nationals look like cheap uh, uh, cheap owners, yeah. which in a way they kind of are. They're very wealthy human beings, yeah. uh, right? But they but they've given Max Scherzer a huge deal. They gave Corbin a huge deal. They gave Jason Worth before that a huge deal. They gave Strasburg a monster deal. So the, it's not like they never pay guys. Yeah. Usually they only pay for pitchers, right? That's yeah. what their reputation is. But they will pay for a guy. The the negotiations just got out into the public and made them look like the bad guy. You always start low. The yeah. problem is now that the 440 million got out there, you can never go below that now. That's yeah. your that's your bottom number when you go in for another proposal which again was leaked to the media that the Nationals are going to come back with one more proposal uh and then after that if they if he turns that down then they're going to look to trade him. Yeah. But again, minimum right now is 440 million. And as yeah. Nathan said earlier, if the team comes back with a number that starts with a five, then I think Juan Soto will probably sign that. Yeah. Because you can't turn down a $500 million contract at this point because it yeah. is so far above and beyond what the highest contract is right now. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And like I said, you, I mean, you kind of went in there on uh, one of your shorter videos and you said, look, I mean, just, you don't have to pay him that much more. You just got to pay him 36 million, maybe yeah. 39. Uh, and you know, you're good for, you know, 15, 13 years. Cause even in 15 years, he's going to be 38 years old. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I mean, that is just, I mean, that's awesome. If you're a, I mean, team and like in 10 years from now, that's going to be nothing basically. I mean, that's going to be what every player, cause that's how, that's how contracts are going. They're That's just right. going to straight up. And uh, if you don't take care of it now in two years, Soto's going to be, you know, wanting 45 to 50 million, I, I would assume. Absolutely. Uh, and and so, deserving yeah. of it as well. Oh, yeah, because yeah. that's the going rate. Somebody's yeah. going to pay it to him. It should be the team that he's on now, the team that drafted him, the, tree, the team that developed him, the team that he won a World Series with. That's the team that should be signing him. Yeah. Because somebody will. Somebody will give him $500 plus million. Why shouldn't it be the Nationals? They have the money. Don't ever mistake that and think that these teams don't have the money because they do. When the Nationals won the series in 19, they had the seventh highest payroll in the league, and it was about $170 million payroll. Right now, they're all the way down to like 20th in the league in payroll. And it's at like $120 million. You don't think that they can afford that happens once in a while. You don't think that they can afford an extra $30 million on their contract. Of course they can afford it. So it's not a situation where they can't afford it. It's just a a situation. If they're willing to pay one guy that amount of money in which they should, because somebody else will, if they don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you, so I mean, kind of the big story after the uh, All Star Game was uh, Bo- Scott Boris. I think it was his agent. Yeah, name, it's the said, agent. Yeah, said uh, the next. Not very fond it, of that man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think uh, anybody of, really is. Yeah, uh, but he leaked out that uh, you know the Nationals weren't paying for Juan Soto's flight because uh, they were bitter about him. 
turning down the contract, which is not true, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Do you like? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you kind of read into that, and you're just like, what? What? Yeah, Scott. Scott Scott knows how to play the game, and uh, obviously, he's tied to a lot of the the bigger names in in baseball, and and that's one of the things that worried you know us national fans is when Juan Soto signed with him as the agent. We knew this was going to get pricey and mm-hmm. potentially ugly because that's what Scott does. There was a great image that was shared uh, from the all-star game where Juan was answering, you know, questions from the reporters and like three feet to his left, there was Scott to make sure that everything his client said was right there with what he wanted as they were doing these negotiations. Um I think Juan does want to play for them, but I think that he's a smart enough young man that he knows that he needs to get what he's paid for. And Scott is crafty enough where he does leak this. And that was something even at the all-star game, uh, Scott was was on record talking about how the nationals were the ones who leaked that they were going to trade Juan Soto because he didn't accept that deal and how that was a betrayal to Juan Soto and stuff. And so he's trying to, he is trying to turn the nationals into the bad guys here. And mm-hmm. kind of, again, like I said, it is my belief Juan Soto wants to play for the team and trust the team and wants to be here. And so if you're trying to break that down, so that way your client doesn't accept the deal that's lower than what you could get elsewhere, then you're going to have to break that trust in somehow. And I think the trade is one of those. It's the pointing out to national media and making that the big story of, well, they didn't even fly you out first class. You know, they, they didn't contract one. They'd let you fly coach, yeah. um, which it, it is. To, it, it's Unfortunately, it is a story, but really all these things are non-stories. Again, if one came out after that and was just like, they come, they offer me something that starts with a five, I'm going to accept it. Yeah. And so I, I think that all, all that stuff is coming from Scott and his his team and managing and trying to do what they do best, which is get their clients paid. And, you know, again, smart, smart ball players step back. They let the agents do their do their work. I think what's been the the really the uh, I don't want to use the word victim. But what's really been sad about this whole thing is that you've seen Juan Soto, who we've seen since he was 19 years old and he first came up, and all that kid has done since he came up is smile and love baseball mm-hmm. and love to go out there and play every single day. He's not a guy who likes to take games off, and he works super hard at it. And he gets out in front of the media and he laughs and he's having a good time. And I saw that at the All-Star game, I saw that taken away from him a little bit because he had to sit there and answer all these questions and and feel, you know, his agents feeding him that the Nationals are screwing him over and the media is just constantly doing it. And you saw that love kind of leave him a little bit. And, and that's probably his realization that it's no longer a game for him anymore. Now it's a business. And that's yeah. kind of the... Again, victim's a bad word, but he's now he's become a victim of jaded. the baseball machine. He's 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 going to be jaded now, and I hope he can keep that love for the game and not lose that as he goes out every day and just smiles and has fun playing baseball. Yeah. One of the first questions after winning the home run derby, if if not the yeah. first, right. I think I'm pretty sure it was the first question was about his future and he was just like listen 
I'm I won this for the Nationals today. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just wanted to celebrate and he can't even do that because everything is being centered around that. But I mean, you saw Davey was there and, and celebrating with him. And, and uh, I think that he's well beloved with with everybody. And and I do. He, he's got such a great smile and he and yeah. when he's enjoying baseball. You're enjo- enjoying baseball. That's and, right. and so w- we really hope that he does stay with the Nationals uh, and definitely does not go to the Cardinals. We cannot have that. No, we, can't, we cannot have that. Not the Cardinals or the Astros or the Yankees or the Dodgers. Did you see that video that a fan posted? He was in the uh, the the fan was in the bleachers. I think Soto was actually playing center field at the All Star game. Yeah, and the guy was in the bleachers, and the crowd started chanting future dodger oh, you know doing that over and over yeah and then after the end of the half inning or whatever he turns and looks and he smiles and they all go crazy and everything and my heart just sank when i saw that listen you know, yeah he was acknowledging the future dodger chant can't have that yeah as long as he doesn't turn into a dodger uh yeah I can't or yankee yankee honestly uh, i Logan. With that short, with that short porch, I I would just love to see how he just annihilates Yankee Stadium. And I'm I mean I like the Yankees, but I don't. I mean I would. That's the only reason why I would want him to be a Yankee. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously Cardinals are number one on my list. If if he goes to the Yankees, give back Judge. If he goes to the if he goes to the Dodgers, let's get back Trey Turner. Yeah, right. Like you you know, but. Uh... No, not, none, of, none of those teams. There's there's a there's a very short list of teams I would like to, him to go to. We'll go to the Padres, right? Padres we'll would Padres. be fine. Give them yeah, to the yeah. Orioles so we can still go see him here locally. Like oh, that would Lord, be that'd be Orioles. great. I want him, I want him to go to the Orioles so bad, oh. uh, just because they're going to be so good next year. They they're and, on the rise. They they're a fun team to watch, and you know as bad as they were, and this is maybe the hope. Uh, I think that they they kind of showed some of those flashes last year, uh, where they yeah. were going to be better this year. I don't think anyone expected them to be this much better. Yeah, uh, but they're just a fun team to watch, and Juan Soto would are be they? a lot of fun to. They are they are a fun are team they? to watch. They are. Plus, they have one of the most beautiful stadiums in the. Uh, I live in I live right outside of Baltimore, and oh. so I get uh, you know on my local. Uh, Mass, it's called Masson, you know, our local baseball TV station here. And so I get Orioles games and Nationals games. I don't find the Orioles that fun to watch. I mean, they're under 500. They're getting a little overhyped here, okay? They went on this little streak just to get to 500. Woo, they're still like in fifth place in their own division. They suck. Well, the fact that they're one at- game under 500, by the way, that's What's you're that? talking like they're one game be- under 500. You're yeah. acting like yeah. they're like, oh, like 10 games under 500. Yeah, no, now they're, they're playing some real teams, though. Now they're playing the 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 AL East and they're going to you're going to watch their record go well, bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm going to laughing the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they're playing. I mean, in the AL East, which is the hardest. Uh, division to play in so I give mm-hmm. them I think that's probably goes into that and the fact that the you know they played what was it 12 games in a row that they won a or a game 12 game winning streak mm-hmm. uh that was so good and I mean I I've been on the uh Orioles train since the beginning of the season um that and the Mariners and I've been very proud of that wasn't proud of the Mar- Mariners for a while but you know 
Okay, yeah, hold I'm... on, Logan. So so you like the Yankees, <laughs> you like the Cardinals, you like the Orioles, I'm unbiased. and the Mariners. He, he, he likes baseball is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, he likes baseball. I mean, yeah. Uh, There's yeah, only one I, team he doesn't like. Yeah, what's the one team you don't like? I don't know. I've never I who's the, oh the Reds, right? Is that who you're talking about? He doesn't even know what Cubs team he doesn't it. like. I was, I'd say, I thought I was gonna guess Cubs, but uh who I was going with. Oh uh, I don't know. I, I don't hate the Cubs anymore as much. I thought he was gonna say the Reds because they had a whole the ownership kind of this week we talk shit about Oh the, golly. You guys gotta go uh, look this episode up. <laughs> I, I I got angry at the Reds ownership and I told them where they can shove it. Uh, hey. but anyways, anyways, uh it was good. Yeah. It was a good rant. Yeah. But it, yeah, Camden Yards is probably the most beautiful stadium I've ever been to. Uh and I've been to Bush Stadium. And I it's love gorgeous. Camden Yards. Yeah, I, everything outside of it is not that great, but you know, it you know, it's it's great. It's a good uh, ballpark. But um so like what do you think the how is the Juan Soto situation going to get resolved? Like I've been hearing the last week that uh they, the Nationals are going to try to give him one more contract extension. Mm-hmm. offer but i haven't heard anything new about it so um yeah so yeah. right now behind closed doors the that that particular offer is kind of being workshopped and while it's being workshopped they're also in talks with a few different teams as the backup because i think what you're going to see happen here is they are going to offer him one more time but it's going to be right near the the trade deadline because what's going to happen is you know it's they're going to be up against that. It's going to be take this or leave it. And if he says no to the deal, then they're immediately going to turn around and be like, okay, Juan Soto to this team. And this is return. One of the things that is um, that we are also hearing and, and, and with this is whether or not Corbin's contract is going to be tied to it and what that means, because you're not going to get the same haul of, young talented you know baseball playing ready players if you tie that god-awful contract that corbin is under uh to juan soto and so that's something that again nationals business-wise you know makes sense but nationals actual baseball you know when you're talking what happens you don't necessarily want to see that uh happen but that's the deal being workshopped i think i think you are going to see something either at five or pretty close to it and you're going to look at 13 to 15 years for it is what what I'm what I'm feeling. The big number that needs to change is they cannot have him be the 30th highest paid player, no. which is where he was at with that 440 over over the 15 years. So that's the part that that also needs to get finagled. So getting to the 500, being the first guy to be offered that kind of contract, and also being one of the top 15 paid baseball players is where I think the sweet spot to secure Juan Soto is going to end up being. I, the only thing that I disagree with Nathan on is – that yes, I I do believe that they will have one more offer. I believe I don't think it's going to start with a five, but I think it'll be close. Uh, but the one thing I disagree with is if they don't get a deal done, I don't think they're going to trade him. Really, I, because so much can happen between now and twenty twenty four. Yeah, right. So much can happen when you bring in a new ownership. Who knows? Is he going to be like the Mets owner, the Steve Cohen? who's just said, I don't care about money. I'm going to spend whatever it takes. I'm going to pay everybody. 
and we're going to try and win the championship that way. What if he comes in like that and he just starts signing guys all over the place? And Juan Soto's like, well, if he's going to start bringing all these guys in, I want to stay here and win championships. And he's going to sign me to $500 million, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. So you never know. You, we. I think they're going to let this play out. They're going to let the ownership change happen. He's going to get a feel for what they're doing. And if he wants to be here, he'll sign a contract. And if he doesn't, then they've still got next year, when they've still got a year and a half control of him, if it's the same time as now as next year before the trade deadline, you can still get a good haul for him when the other team's going to get a year and a half worth of Juan Soto. So yeah. just let it play out like every other player does and wait and see Juan what Soto happens. Juan Soto isn't every other player, though. We've talked yeah. about that. That's the thing. Man, well, see, that's, that's fair. That's the thing is, like, like, say he doesn't take the Nationals offer, and, like, it seems like it – and this is so weird for me. Like, why would you attach Patrick Corbin's? Like, obviously, financially, you want to get that 60, 60 million off the books, but that kind of diminishes Juan Soto's value right there. It does. And I mean, you know, we were talking about, you know, the Cardinals' top 10 prospects being in the uh, list um, Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman, even Ty, uh, Tommy Edmond. And like, but with Patrick Corbin, that, you're not going to get all those players. And right. those are, I mean, even with the Yankees, like or the Dodgers or anybody, you're not going to get that kind of a pay player uh, package. A haul back. Yeah, yeah right. a haul back. And so that, it just, it boggled my mind that, the, and if they paid like half the salary, I think that would still be good. I think that would work out for them. But, but yeah. And I mean, just the Soto, I mean, it's just so such a weird conversation or, you know, the, the big thing with the Corbin contract that that's interesting to me is, is you're, you're trying to unload it, but then if you're unloading it with Juan Soto, what are you going to use that money for? Yeah. Like you don't have like, you want to unload that contract to pay Juan Soto. You don't want to, you don't want to unload that contract with Juan Soto, get less in return for your generational talent that you're giving up for whatever reason yeah. and and then have what have a whole bunch of money for for what reason because you're not you're not signing any players that are going to be of Juan Soto's level. Well, are they trying to and I know you guys kind of touched on that a minute ago but like are they trying to just up the value of the team say listen Patrick Corbin is gone that's 60 million off your books right there can you give us 60 extra million and right. you and like if and another thing is like uh, with Juan Soto, like if he turns down a five hundred million dollar, I said five hundred dollar, uh, five hundred million dollar contract, and they sell the team, is the owner the next owner? Like if he's not willing to pay it, like does he really want to be the bad guy in the situation? And his first act is uh, Jerry Jones like, and you know, ship Juan Soto somewhere else and yeah. not get nearly as many pack, uh, players back. So yeah, it's 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 a weird situation, and it I don't is. think, like I, I I've been trying to think of like a situation that it's close to in recent memory, and I don't I don't think I can, because there are so many variables with it. You know, Juan Soto is so young, uh, you're you're able to lock him up for the rest of his career, basically, mm -hmm. um, and you know the team 
I don't know if the team's not willing to pay him or whatever. And you guys kind of seem like he, they're willing to pay him. They just need to buckle down. To find the, well, they just need to find the number. Yeah. And maybe it is once it does start with the five, but I, you know, I like to spend other people's money. Yeah, so right. if I'm the owner, I'm, I'm going to pay Juan Soto because, yeah. for, and for a couple of reasons, obviously you have the obvious reason that, Juan Soto's a generational talent. Again, we throw that word around quite a bit. But Juan Soto has been in the league. This is his fifth year, or it's his mm-hmm. fourth. Yeah, it's his fifth year, right? He's been runner-up for rookie of the year. He's been top 10 in the MVP in three years. And he should have won last year, but. Yeah, he was second last year. He's won two silver sluggers. He's won a batting title. He's won a World Series. He's won a uh, home run derby. And he's 23 years old. You don't, he's been compared to Ted Williams. Okay. You don't trade Ted Williams. It's that simple. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm the owner, I'm doing, I'm keeping him. And the other biggest reason is, and Nathan get kind of gets tired of me saying this all the time is all those things I just listed. Right. And let's say you trade for those guys that you mentioned, Logan, I have no idea who any of those yeah, right. three prospects are. Let's yeah. just say we get all three of them right? We get all three of the top Cardinals prospects and they come to this team. So we got to suck for a few years and we got to hope that these guys develop. And let's hope that one of them, one of them gets to, to that level or close to Juan Soto gets to where he can win batting titles or top five MVPs and silver sluggers and all that. You're just hoping for that. But you already have that on your team right now, a sure thing. It's not a prospect. It's a guy who has proven year after year after year that he is a great baseball player. So why would you give that up in the hopes of getting somebody like him? And they have this pattern of not paying guys. when he, If he does get to that level, you're not going to pay him. Yeah, you're going to be in the same situation. You're going to be in the same situation again. Yeah. If yeah, if you're if point. you're lucky, yeah, if you're lucky. Pay By the way, some pay, uh, some rough math here. Uh, Five hundred dollars would be what he's earning roughly every eight minutes if uh, <laughs> yeah. if he signs a five hundred million dollar contract that's over like fifteen years. Yeah. So yeah, just, so what just you're put that is, in perspective. So what you're saying is he's going to be buying dinner for all of us whenever yeah, he gets the contract. If we were right? lucky, he probably yeah. would. He probably you know. I mean, he, don't uh, cry yeah, I've, heard, I've heard I've I've heard that he's a really nice guy. So that's yeah. uh, everything. Everything you hear about him is just is very positive. Uh, I don't disagree with Stoner on this. So he 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 alluded to that I dislike that argument. Yeah. When it comes to Juan Soto, I'm 100% in agreement with. Where I disagree with is he tries to use that same argument for Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards. <laughs> Bradley Beal is not Juan Soto mm. level Very talent. Gross. Let's make, yeah, not even not even the same ballpark here. Right. The uh, so Juan Soto is somebody again. This is this is if not if he's not in your top five, he's easily within your top ten baseball players in the game right now oh yeah and you just have to hold on to that now the nationals historically you know stoner mentioned this earlier they pay pitchers they don't pay the the position players and that's why we've seen several of them walk this is one of the times you have to play a non-pitcher 
But you don't want to become the Angels and have Mike Trout, another one of the best players in baseball, who the Angels can't even you know make it to the postseason. And they have one of the again one of the best players, so you need to be able to pay for for those pitchers too, because pitching is what's going to win you, and that's what won the Nationals the World Series was their pitching staff. That's yeah. why you pay Strasburg. Yeah, yeah. Josh, do you have any questions uh, before I start? More questions? You've yeah, been sure. Kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, you guys. I mean, I'm just enjoying the conversation, so I'm just shutting my mouth for once. <laughs> Um, so I have a couple questions actually. One is a Soto question and one is a Corbin question. What happened to Corbin? God. I mean, they wouldn't have brought this big contract out to a pitcher who is as bad as he's been for what the last two years. Well, is he fixable? Does anybody in Washington think he's fixable? Does he need a change of scenery or is he just washed up and done? It, it would be our luck for, for him to be a part of the Juan Soto trade and then return to 2019 Corbin, uh, yeah. where he was pivotal for that World Series run. Huge. Um, but he, I would probably say that more than likely th- that his quality start days are well behind him. I think that he, he really went into the tank in 2019 and just gave it everything he could and just doesn't have much left and that's you see that with a lot of a lot of pitchers they only have so many throws in their arm before mm-hmm. that arm gives up and he just it's just you know we're thankful he did that for us but i mean at this point it's he's not going to get that back yeah. yeah it's it's crazy because if you look at all kind of the advanced metrics for corbin spin rates and and all the stuff that that i don't pay much attention to but i listen to guys who do right and they all say it's there his velocity's there his spin rates there his uh you know his great pitch his slider is is still there it's got the same bite on it and all that other stuff but for some reason he's just not pitching well and it makes no sense to a lot of people now like nathan said he was amazing in 2019 and he was going he was pitching every night out of the bullpen cuz they were going uh basically with Strasburg and Max and then Corbin might start here and there but he was coming out of the bull- he pitched 3 innings in game 7 yeah. 3 shutout innings that were pivotal in in game 7 of the World Series yeah. and you can't you can't replace that sort of production and Maybe he just, like Nathan said, maybe he just, that was all he had. And he doesn't have it anymore. But again, all the metrics say he has it. It's just not working out. But it's been three years. This is the third season since then. At, at a certain point, you just have to say, well, he's he's done. He's washed up. And it's unfortunate because I believe they've got three more years of a 25 to $27 million contract yeah. that they're going to have to eat. But, and I'll say it, I'll say it over and over again, it was worth it, and I'd do yeah. it all again for that World Series championship. I'd, do, I'd pay these yeah. guys, I'd, I'd do all of that for that World Series. Absolutely. Every time. And, like, do you, like, I, I was kind of under, not under the impression, but I kind of had a feeling that maybe 
Patrick Corbin was not motivated enough to pitch well because, mm. you know, the Nationals are just not good. Uh, and, like, maybe he was just, you know, he just wasn't mentally there. He just doesn't have anything to play for at the moment. Uh, but, I mean, do you think that's it? Or do you – I'm like, it sounds like you guys think it's 2019, just kind of he gave it his all and he was – He's just kind of tired now. Yeah, it's it's. I don't like like you're asking about the change change of scenery or giving him a purpose, and and that's kind of like we were talking about. It would yeah. be our luck. You move him on, and yeah. he becomes 2019 Corbin again. But when when he's out there, he, he does look like he's trying. He just can't put it together. And I, whether or not it's the 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 chemistry with the the catcher, the you know what's what are the pitchers are being called. Um, but he just doesn't look good. Uh, Stoner Stoner loves his sniff test, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm more of the the, the analytics and, and numbers guy. But uh, you know, he has the he has those analytics when it comes to spin rate and all that. But he's not passing anybody's sniff test right now. No one no one wants him. It's not just bad contract, but I don't think that anybody's enticed by whether or not he can bounce back to being the pitcher that earned that contract in the first place. I think that everyone's in agreement that, that he is just done playing baseball. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And then my second question was, this is not really a baseball question. You, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but I don't know Jack squat about Juan Soto, except he can hit a ball better than basically anybody in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. His defense is average at best. From what I can tell, mm-hmm. what kind of dude is he like? Is he known for going out on the town? Is 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 he known for being at home and focusing on his craft? Uh, what's his character like? Uh, what, what can you tell us about him as a as a person? Well, I will say this: that when he first came up to the majors, he did not speak a lick of English. Okay, when he was 19 years old, and 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 I'll never forget also his first game that he played in the major leagues. And he hit a he hit a home run in his first game. It wasn't his first at bat, but it was his first game. And the announcers were like, "Well, tomorrow they're facing a lefty, so Juan is probably not going to uh, play." And then he hits a home run, and then they were like, "Well, maybe he is going to." And he's never been out of the lineup since. But uh, but since that time, when he was 19 years old, and he came up, and he didn't speak any English. And he's learned to speak very good English. He is, he's not a guy who you're going to see at the club. He's not a guy who is all over social media trying to rep his brand, which are kind of the things that, that don't necessarily affect your play on the field. But as fans, we kind of, we like the humble superstar, like, right? We like the guy who just kind of keeps his mouth shut, keeps his head down and plays his ass off and tries to win for your team. That's what we like, right. right? And that's all he's been so far. He's been exactly that. And he and the best part of him, as we talked about earlier, is that smile, his love of playing baseball, and his love of going up there and competing against the pitchers every time he's up there. He never gives up in a, at bat, right? The famous Soto shuffle. We've all seen that. He's Now he's got some jewelry. Right with the Soto shuffle and and a bobblehead. As a matter of fact, I got 
uh, uh, Juan Soto bobblehead over here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You can actually see it. Oh, I got to do my the one with the right there. Yeah. It's yeah, actually right a Juan there. Solo. is on Star, Star it's, Wars. Yeah, it's got the guitar. And... Uh, no, he's got uh, he's got what a lightsaber. Lightsabers? Oh, okay. Yeah. Looks anyway, like a guitar from here. Anyway, great dude. Everybody loves him. Nobody has a bad word to say about him. He's a great competitor. Great smile. What what else do, could you want in a superstar? He's everything that you want to represent your organization. Yeah. I mean, I again, I haven't heard anything. I did actually uh, anything negative. I actually heard uh, a story from one of my coworkers uh, who happened to live in the same apartment complex as Juan Soto back when he was in his 20s. Uh, or when he was 20 year old, uh, not, uh, not what the ripe age of 24, but uh, the, she, she had nothing but good things to say about him. And that she just happened to, uh, there was like a party happening and he had Robles and he had um, another one of his teammates there. And it's just the three of them, normal, like kids, you know, would, yeah. would do. So I, I, I do believe anybody, hopefully the nationals keep him, but anybody who does get him, the fan base is immediately going to fall in love, not just for Mm -hmm. the, the baseball uh, that he plays, but just because what we hear about him is that he is just a genuine good person, loves the game, loves to have a good time. And uh, you know, you don't hear about the partying and stuff, you know, Bryce Hopper, Harper was, it was, you know, not always the, the best, uh, Bryce know, Harper was a douche. All right. He was a, he was a straight up douche. I hate <laughs> I'm him. trying, I'm trying to play it here. soft and, and uh, stoner's going to go hard. deep in on there. The, um, yeah, he, he's not Bryce Harper. He is a, he is a guy that the fan base is going to like, and, and it's, he's not divisive, you know, I mean, there's, you know, some people who didn't like the shuffle, uh, but I think most people agree that he Juan Soto's good for baseball. Yeah, um, like the Bryce, he's not going to go fight a teammate in the dugout like Bryce Harper get, did. Get choked gonna, out by a teammate, and yeah, let's, let's gonna, be real. He didn't. He didn't do any fighting. He got yeah, choked yeah. out. He's not going to um, get called out by another teammate for not hustling, as Bryce Harper got called out. Okay, and and then you got the Anthony Rendon, who was very aloof. Right, mm-hmm. he was a very good baseball player while he was here, but nobody kind of fell in love with him because. He didn't talk. He didn't. He looked like he didn't care, even though he obviously did, right? And then you had Trey Turner. Look, Trey Turner was great, but Trey Turner was not a. He was not like a fan friendly kind of player. He was fine, right? But he wasn't the type that would uh, go over the top like a Soto does. I, I've got some sources. All right, you know, Nathan loves this. I have these sources. He could have. He could be a douche to a lot of people as well, kind of behind the scenes, right? He just wasn't a friendly guy. He was fine. He wasn't anything negative. He just wasn't a real friendly guy. So Juan Soto is opposite of all of that. He is everything you want in a baseball player. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just curious because, you know, the the media is big to report on guys who are screw-ups or who go out and make mistakes. Yeah. You don't ever get the stories about the good guys or the guys who – are purists, uh, purists, um, yeah. or who just love the game and want to play the game and appreciate the fact they get to they get to play a game for a living. You know that they make hundreds of millions of dollars to do something any one of us would do for fifty grand a year. I'm sure. 
Yeah, we do it for the 500 that Logan was stating yeah, earlier. $500. Yeah. <laughs> DC Media is known for for being harsh on on uh on their players and mm. uh so if there was a, a hint that Juan Soto was uh you know wild child outside of his uh his baseball field time, we would know. Okay. I was, like I said, I was just curious. I don't I don't up until this year knowing that he's a great player, I never really heard much about him as a person or, you know, mm-hmm. his involvement in the community or anything like that. So I was just curious what your guys' take I mean, was I'm, on. During that World Series run, uh, Joe Buck told you he was 21 probably about uh, 400 times. Yeah. So I figured he was out in the clubs every night, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, doing right. what he was doing. I mean, he could have his pick of any activity yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or any person he wanted to hang out with. So, yeah, I just – I like guys that are like Goldschmidt, um, guys that are like Pools. Um, those are the kind of characters that I like to mm-hmm. have on a team. Uh, Nolan Arenado, another good one. I don't like show-offs. I, Bryce Harper is a guy I've, I've never liked. He seems that he's settled down in his um, maturity, I guess. He, he yeah. brought us he brought us a World Series. He, he said that in his opening Philadelphia uh, pr- uh, presser. He was going to bring a uh, championship to D.C., Maybe. and that's what happened. Yeah. So, right? <laughs> he delivered. Yeah. He delivered. Oh man, I've never. I don't think. Uniform. I don't think I've ever heard uh, national fans talk about Bryce Harper like that. Like, uh, is that what it is like now? Just like, is it like he's a traitor now? Or I think I think the majority of the fan base is probably not is not happy with him. If you were to take a litmus test of of the fan base, most people didn't want to see him go. Uh, mm-hmm. And then as soon as he did go, especially to a team like Philadelphia, mm-hmm. they got really upset and angry. You know, yeah. I, I didn't mind the antics. I mean, there was definitely he was definitely not a great person. Uh, I do think that he was a he, he is still an above average baseball player. And I, and I don't like seeing your my team give up those kind of players. But I, so I don't have any animosity to uh, towards him. I, but I didn't like Bryce Harper. I, yeah. I made it very clear while he was playing. I mean, this is a guy who, when the Caps were on their world, their world, their Stanley Cup run, he was going to games wearing um, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. What the heck are they? He's the a, he's a Las Vegas, Vegas kid. It's the it's the the Knights, the Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah. the go- he was wearing Golden Knights sweaters to games. Okay, he was wearing Cowboys hats. You know, in the off season, things like that. Mm. I mean. Look, that doesn't do that. necessarily make you a jerk or whatever, but you're not endearing yourself to your home team yeah. fans. Yeah, you can and support so them. Just don't support them exactly at, yeah. at, right, while, right, while right. you're here. Like go go and go to Dallas go and wear Dallas, the Dallas yeah. cap yeah. or, or however, go to the Las Vegas and watch it. Don't however, I would have been super happy if they had kept him. Obviously. He's already won an MVP. He was probably gonna win another one this year until he got hurt. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're a douche as long as you're producing and winning for my team. Yeah. So Josh, he's the op- Stoner's the opposite of you. He 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 does not care about character oh. uh, mm-hmm. at all. He just cares about what you produce. He actually would be the perfect Cowboys fan. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I don't care. Just produce. Actually, I I, I was just telling Josh. Uh, I said I think Stoner's a little bit like uh, you or uh, like you, Josh, and so. Our personalities are very similar. It's yeah, really kind you're, of, you're very passionate you're, about certain players, and if they rub you the wrong way, then you're you're yeah. done for the done with them for a unless while. you're 
again, unless you're winning, unless yeah. you're producing and winning, <laughs> then I then I don't care. Who would I rather have, Juan Soto or Bryce Harper? I'd rather have Juan Soto because oh, yeah. he's a seems to be a better guy and you can kind of relate to him much better. But if Bryce Harper is going to win you a World Series, I'd kick Juan Soto to the curb quicker than anybody. Yeah. Heck yeah, I would do that as fast as possible if that meant winning a championship because that's all that matters, that's, winning a championship. That's my take on a few players. Like if I don't like you, you better show up and be a team player. Yeah, but if right. you're going to not be a team player and then you're going to have a bad attitude and we're going to lose, yeah, I don't want you going. Well, I'll turn on you real quick. Yep. Well, uh, well, we're about getting close to wrapping up, but I do have a couple more questions. Uh, so I didn't realize, or I wasn't even thinking about this, and, you know, with COVID happening in 20, did the Nationals ever get like a, uh, you know, a home opener where they got to celebrate it with fans and all that? No, there was no no fans in uh, 2020. So they had the the parade, which was which was nice. Uh, yep. The year that they won in 2019, and they did get to go to the White House, which uh, did kind of stir some uh, some <laughs> yeah. emotions up. I don't know uh, why it would. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> the um, but uh, but yeah, they never got to celebrate with the fans. They didn't get to do anything like that uh, because yeah. 2020 was just really a wash. And then by yeah. the time uh, you know 2021 rolled around, it was just kind of Forgot. far removed. I think but, they uh, did it in 2021. The, they, they did. They they, they, the uh, yeah, but it was but they was again, nobody they, there or something. It was it was awful because yeah, they, yeah. they were they started off so slow. Washington is uh, still the the reigning champion of a full season, for the record, 162 games, uh, just FYI. So uh, because obviously they won in 2019, 2020 was a wash, oh, yeah. and the Braves played 161 games. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. He's going to hang on to this as long as possible. I, you know, until this almost, season. And then, was, and yeah, this, this season will probably be where I have to let go, but – until that point, Washington Nationals are the reigning champions of a full season. And you almost hey, got it with the lockout. You almost got a, uh, yeah, a short right? season again this year. Us Blues fans said the same thing because we were the last team to win a full season of Stanley Cup run, and then Tampa Bay had the two Kobe Cups. So I was like, no, nah, we're, we're still Stanley Cup champions. So I <laughs> Hold on to it. Hold on to it. That was an incredible, year, so that was an incredible run, by the way, for the Blues when – I remember when they fired their coach, right? Oh, and yeah. brought in Barube, former cap, by the way, Barube. Uh, yeah. And they brought him in, and they were like in last place last when place. they did that. And they That's were the last team right. to get in the playoffs and ended up winning the that – was, that was stunning. So that was, my – Oh, my dad – I'm not being biased, but I think that was the best hockey run ever. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> I was just going to share my one uh, hockey story, but uh, my dad, he, I guess, because he grew up in St. Louis and he was one of the, like, they didn't have hockey uh, fantasy or fantasy hockey when he was around. Mm. And so he started up his own uh, fantasy hockey league and he was uh, going through some old, uh, uh, like, he still had the list of his hockey team and Baruby was the, uh, was his guy was I think mm. his number one guy or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was funny because he found it like right after Barube took over. 
And he said, "Oh my gosh, they're going to win the Stanley Cup." And <laughs> and sure, should have put money. Did. Yeah, should have put money on them. Yeah. The Blues were my uh, were my team in the in the nineties as a kid. They were the, the team I I followed, and I kind of got out of hockey for a while. I'm not quite invited into the Capitals fandom just yet because I uh, I like Sidney Crosby, and that's a kind of a uh. no go. For the uh, for the Capitals, can you imagine uh, being in this area? Come back to the good side, man. Yeah. Come back to the good side, brother. Imagine being I, in the. I don't DC like the Penguins. I just I think Sidney Crosby is an amazing player, and you're not allowed to say that and wear Capitals gear. You're just not allowed to. <laughs> those two things are not compatible. But I do, of course, cheer on the the local uh, Washington team. Yeah. Um. So one uh, another question: What uh, do the Nationals have to look forward to? Do you think? Um, like I know there's it's a little bit bittersweet right now or you know unsure right now with Juan Soto but beyond that do you do you see the Nationals making a a good run soon not now, not obviously not this year but not next year but I mean do you have anything that you're looking forward to and the and the immediate future I'm looking to uh the day after the trade deadline so that way Juan yeah. Soto can't be traded this year mm-hmm. uh yeah. Outside of that, you know, I, I do think that you're looking at a pretty lost year, uh, and then hopefully with a chance to start picking up some of these prospects and finding something that's going to bounce back the team. Because as it is, even if you sign Juan Soto to a five hundred million dollar contract here in the next week, this is a team that's probably not going to compete for the next five seasons, and so that's you know. Mm-hmm. You know they have to make some changes, right? They, you know Stoner's shaking his head over there. They would well, have five to. Five seasons is a little. It's, it's a, it, okay. it, it is, but I mean, realistically, if you're looking at this roster as it stands right now, they're you know and the farm, they, like their farm is completely depleted. So it's going to take a while before they start, you know get to the point where they were competing like they were in you know 2011 on through the World Series. So it's gonna it's. They need to make some changes. Some of that starts with signing Juan Soto and then finding their way into, you know, building up the farm. Yeah, absolutely. I, the biggest thing for me is looking to see who the new owner is going to be and what their philosophy is. We want, as fans, we want him to be a Steve Cohen-like owner. We want him to come in and just say, I'm going to spend – every penny I possibly can to bring in the best team. Yeah, that's what we want as an owner. So hopefully he does, he or she, or whichever group is going to come in and say, that's what we're going to do. You never want an owner to come in and say, okay, we're going to start cutting back. We're going to start cutting payroll. We're going to start getting rid of this guy and that guy. You never want to hear that. So I think that's the biggest thing to look forward to is at the end of the year, who the new owner is going to be and what their philosophy is. Yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I think every team wants a Steve Cohen. I mean, even though Steve Cohen is an idiot kind of. Sure. Uh, and it but, might yeah. not work. It, but, yeah. it probably won't work. Right. Yeah. But at least it gives you that chance. It gives you that, that something to look forward to is exactly what you're asking. Yeah. You have that looking forward to, you're going to sign the best players and give you that sweat to at least you know that you're trying yeah Yeah. absolutely and and so that's always yeah i mean and the nationals i mean 2000 you know 12 to 2019 they were 
I mean, they were always in it. Absolutely. Yeah, they were competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I believe during that time, if you go back and look and you added up their records, all the team's records, during that time, I believe only the Dodgers had a better record over that time period. Yeah. So it was like that. It was every year this team had a chance to to win, and there was a lot of failures year yeah, after year. A lot year. of wild card failures, a yeah. lot of first round failures. Sure. Just couldn't seem to to put it together, and then. But it was a great run. It was it yep. was fun every year. You had a chance, and and that was that's all you can ask for as a fan is to have yeah, a chance. I looked at the latest chances. Um, whatever nerd put out a stat about the chances for teams to win the World Series this year. The Nats are at zero percent. How yeah. fun is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's terrible. Who wants to watch a team that has a zero percent chance of winning a championship? Zero. Yeah. I mean yeah, that's that's uh that sucks. But I mean, hey, um yeah somebody's gonna be down there. Yeah, somebody. It, yeah. it was the Orioles the at the start of the season and now they're <laughs> now they're around five hundred, right? Yeah. They have a better um so who's your favorite uh player? Like of all nationals history, a stoner. I think you said Bryce Harper was yours. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. Double <laughs> down on that one too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. No, I um, mean, there's there's no question for me. Max Scherzer was is everything that you could ever want in a baseball player. He would do. He would. He he proved it during that run in 2019 that he would do whatever it takes to win for this team. I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't pitch in Game Six of the World Series because he couldn't even lift his arm when he got up, and yet he came out of the pen in Game Seven, and he yeah. was a bulldog and he fought and and he got that huge contract and he went out and backed it up with with two Cy Youngs and three no hitters and and a world should have had a perfect game by the way yeah uh, and he was everything that you could ask for in a player he would he would fight and he would scrape and he would claw and and. And then he would come home and he would talk to the media and he would have fun and he would laugh. I love Max Scherzer. Scherzer is amazing and and certainly a a great answer. Uh, Mine is, is, is probably a much maligned uh, answer on this one, but I would go with Strasburg as as mine. He's the guy who was drafted. He was everything the team wanted from mm-hmm. from the get go. Uh, he is. If you, you look off, look at his playoff stats, and he's one of, if not the best playoff pitcher. Uh, you know, obviously doesn't have quite the the resume uh, as some of uh, others because of his injuries. Mm-hmm. But when when he is healthy, he is he's just an amazing pitcher and he was, he is a national, right? We talked about mm. uh, Z before this is just like, you have somebody, you know, playing at that level for your franchise for the entirety of their career. And, and mm. that to me is something special. So that I go with, I go with Strasburg. Scherzer is obviously the better pitcher uh, overall, but I like, but he was, I like having, but he's a transplant, you know, which is funny because we're stoner and I are transplants being military guys. But, uh, but uh, no, I I do like those, the homegrown guys. And, you know, so it didn't quite work out with Strasburg's most recent contract, but you know, we don't win a world series without him and without him staying with the nationals as long as he did. And the, and the legend of Strasburg was almost, never came to be because 
there was a playoff game against the Cubs. I don't remember what year. Maybe it was 15 or 16. And he didn't feel good, and he was not going to pitch that game. Mm-hmm. He he was basically, he told the manager, I'm just, I just don't feel good. I don't think I'm going to be able to perform. And rumor has it, or legend has it, that Max Scherzer and a couple other guys got in his ass and said, this is the most important game you'll ever pitch. You're going to go out there and give it everything you had. And he pitched like a three-hit shutout for seven innings and then became this incredible postseason pitcher after that and became this bulldog, became this guy that you can count on in big moments. But before that, he was this guy that didn't want to perform in those big moments until he had to, and then he did. And that's that's amazing, and I and I like that Nathan is sticking with that, yeah. even though at this point he hasn't pitched basically for three years yeah. while he collects thirty seven million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, good for him, right? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why I like having you know fans from other teams coming on because you know we try to cover every team as much as possible, but mm-hmm. you know that's a insight into Steven Strasburg that I know I didn't know and Josh probably yeah. didn't know. Um, and so, yeah, we, that's why we love, you know, having you guys on um, one last question. So this season is pretty much a wash for the nationals. It is. Um, is there a team that you're looking, I mean, are that you like to watch or is there anything that you are looking forward to in MLB this season or is there the Dodgers losing anytime yeah. I can see the Dodgers losing. It's a, it's a, well, happy, that's pretty much a guarantee, day. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, one could hope they, uh, they, they do have a good team and they're the, you know, one of the best teams in, in baseball, but if they could just not put it together again in the postseason, I'd be very, very thankful for that. Uh, as far as like a team to actually cheer for, cause it's much more fun to cheer for a team than against a team. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, he Stoner mentioned the Padres. That would be a fun team, I think, to see, you know, to, to do something. I think they're probably, you know, one and done in the playoffs. But if they can go on a magical run, that would be that'd be something, especially because I hate the teams that are above them in the standings right now. So, yeah. 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 That's uh, yeah. Do you have anything, Stoner? Or? Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get lucky and they'll have another lockout. And so there won't be a world <laughs> series and we don't have to crown a new champion. I, I don't, once my team is not going to be the champion and I realize that I'm out. You're right. right. Like I watched a little bit of the, the Stanley cup, right. Playoffs, but not much once the caps were knocked out. And, you know, I'll watch the NBA. That's a little bit more interesting to me to watch the playoffs and the finals and such. But not – I'm not – my heart's not in it. I'm just watching it to watch it. Once my team's out, I'm out. Yeah. So I don't don't care who wins the World Series this year because apparently my team has a 0% chance, so I'm not watching. Hey, I think they had a 0% chance back in 2019. They could turn it around. They they were really low when they were nineteen and thirty one. They were yeah. very low on that nerdy uh, chart on <laughs> whether they could make it to the and and they did. You're right. Yeah. You can turn around. Not this year. It's not this year. <laughs> it starts today, Stoner. It yeah, starts today right. against the Dodgers. Yeah, they're out in L.A. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's not good. They're going to be if buyers at the down for us. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, it would be. A, it will try. Yeah. Right. Well, anyways, it was uh, it was fun having you guys on. Um, 
we'd love to have you back on. Uh, would you like to plug a ref district one more time? Before? Absolutely. So, so the, the main spot, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where we post all of our content. If you come for baseball, we post a lot of baseball content there. Our flagship program airs every Wednesday at seven 30 Eastern. Uh, we stream that on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And then as Stoner mentioned, we'll be live streaming the Washington commanders games and having the day after reckoning where we'll break down that game. All that's going to happen on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe there. And uh, as always be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys have some really good stuff. Uh, like I said, again, Josh and I really enjoyed having you guys on. We'd love to have you on again soon. Um, maybe after Soto is a Cardinal, you guys can come on and talk about that. We can cry together. I'll cry happy tears. You can cry sad tears. Logan, why, uh, why you have to, everything is going fine. Why you got to get me upset? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. I, I listen, I know, I know how it feels. I mean, I, we've had to lose one of our big guys a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're excited to, uh, see you guys around. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll get some good news for both of our sakes. You know, you guys get something good. Maybe Soto stays. I mean, who knows? We'll, uh, we'll definitely be covering that. Um, Josh, do you have anything to say before we kick it? No, I just appreciate you guys coming on. Um, this is a really good episode in my opinion. Um, anytime you guys want to come kick it, uh, maybe uh, do we play each other again this year? Friday, I believe. Oh, shoot, that's a little too quick. I was going to say, if we play each other you know, later in the month, if you guys want to come on, we can talk about the series and, and chit-chat. Um, but we can always do an off-season yeah, and, show. And, and, and start and, Friday, the 29th. Yeah. The, yeah, if you guys want to come on next series. week, you know, next Monday. and Listen, you, know, you guys think that that series is oh, going to be like the Cardinals sweeping the Nationals. I promise oh, you, no. it's not. The Cardinals are probably going to lose that series with the way that they've been probably. playing. So. Let's uh, shoot for September is the next time uh, they'll yeah. play after this week since we were Let's just on. But, uh, oh, that's yeah, right. I, have, I actually have uh, tickets for Saturday's game, Oh wow. which I'll probably sell because I don't want to go watch that garbage. Yeah, you got to see your future teams on the Cardinals and he's back in town playing. Oh man, that would be so bad. Real guys have been a lot of fun. Thanks for having us on. (laughs) No, we do appreciate it though. We appreciate you guys having us. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that Uh, was great. Um, I just followed you guys on uh, Twitter. So I'll see more of your guys' content now. And um, like I said, you guys ever want to come on, just reach out. More than happy to have you there. Yeah. We'll we'll, uh, talk to you guys. But uh, Josh, do you have any parting words of wisdom? Go check out Row One Brand. I finally got my first shirt. They got a lot of cool vintage artwork. Anything you get in their art gallery, you get 15% off when you put in code VSP15 at checkout. Again, that's Row One Brand. All kinds of cool vintage sports artwork from college football, NFL, MLB, up and down the line. Go check it out. Totally worth it. Yeah, good job, Josh. Yeah, see, Nathan and Stoner, we have uh, sponsorships. Love that. Nice. We're we're famous now. But anyways – Everyone, go check out uh, Ref the District. Uh, what was son of a bitch? I gotta really keep this sign somewhere. Uh, live long and watch some damn baseball. Bye, guys. <laughs>